Welcome to Mad Lit Musings, a podcast with Jamie Jo Wright, where we go deeper and ask the tough and dangerous questions. Today's episode is sponsored by Ravel and Bethany House Publishers, which are divisions of Baker Publishing Group. Find out more at bakerpublishinggroup.com. Hey all, this is Jamie Jill Wright with Madlet Musings, and today I have my good friend and fellow Bethany House author Jody Headland with me. Hi, Jody, welcome. Hey, hi, thanks for having me. No problem. So I would be really surprised if there's somebody listening who hasn't read your books, but let's assume that's true. Tell us a little bit about what you write, and I know you write a lot of different types of books too. So we'd like to hear a little bit about it all. Okay, sure. Well, my main staple is historical romance and I write that for Bethany House. As you said, we're, we're publishing sisters and I have been writing with them, I wanna say 12 or 13 years. It's gone fast, it's really gone fast. Um, so yeah, I do write historical romances, kind of my mainstay. And so recently I'm in the middle of a Western series, but I'm not switching genres or anything like that. It's just a historical romance that's set in Colorado and it's set during like their ranching era up in the high country. And so uh, it's a five book series and some of the books have released and I'm sort of right in the middle. Book number three is releasing in May and then uh, book number four releases in October. So got a couple of those coming down the pipeline this year. And then uh, most recently I have ventured into the time travel genre. And that was um, kind of a surprise for me. I wasn't I never thought of myself as writing time travel when I first started writing. <laughs> so it, it just kind of crept crept up on me. And uh, I think I maybe just had like a little block of time and I wanted to play around with writing something. I, I Probably what I'd been doing was reading a lot of it. And so I was like, oh, I think I can, I can write this <laughs> as we authors tend to right, do. Right, right. Yeah. And so I decided to go ahead and pair that love of, or the time travel with my love of the middle ages, mm -hmm. which is not something that is very, a very popular genre in the Christian fiction industry. Yeah. There's not a whole lot of publishers like dying to have middle age <laughs> fiction. It's unfortunate because I remember as a kid that was, or even as a teenager, that was one of my favorite time periods. And then into adulthood. I was looking for books that would continue that and they didn't. Right, right. I know I've, I've really searched high and low for middle ages too. And, and there's some older series mm -hmm. pre my writing time, but you know, in recent years, it's pretty slim pickings right. for middle ages. I know of a couple of authors who do it, but it's not mainstream for sure. Right. So I, I love that time period. It's, it's probably, if I had to pick a favorite time period, it's probably my favorite. So, 
Yeah, so this time travel, sometimes people will ask me, is this a split time? Mm -hmm. Or is this like, what is it? You know, like, because split time is what you write and it's, right. and and your split time is, you know, very popular where you have someone living in the present time and someone living in the past time, but they, they don't coexist. Right. They have separate stories that, that kind of feed off of each other a little bit, but the person in the present isn't living in the past or vice versa. Correct. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I've had a few people. And so my, yeah, where they wanted that clarification. What's the difference between split time and time travel? So, right, right. And so I've had to clarify. I found that's one of my most common questions with my time, my new time travel series is, is this split time? And I have to tell people, no, this is actually, you know, someone living in the present goes back in time and they experience the past for themselves. And so, it it's not necessarily sci-fi mm -hmm. uh, but it definitely has some fantasy elements as far as the whole ability to try time travel and the reason I say it's not sci-fi is because I'm not using like a time machine or right. anything like that it's more um in this case I tried to really make it something that perhaps would be believable for readers to think like, oh, maybe this could happen, maybe. So what, what the elements that I use are a coma mm -hmm. as well. And I pair it with ancient holy water. Mm -hmm. And so the person drinks this ancient holy water and falls into a coma. And then while they're in the coma, they have these whether they're realistic visions or they really travel to the past is to be determined by a reader. But um, so, yeah. So, anyways, the 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 pairing of the two makes it seem a little less out there, and yeah. hopefully, and so I have gotten very good response from readers who've enjoyed who who read my historical romance, who are a little skeptical about trying something like this because it's not veering too far off the deep end. You know, it's it's still very within the bound, you know, like it's a contemporary story and a past story basically. And it's not some weird stuff. No, no, I've read them and I found them to be just as entertaining, but I didn't feel like I was crossing it. Like when you say science fiction or sci-fi, it sounds very Doctor Who or yes. Wells, and this does not at all give off that vibe at all. Mm -hmm. This is yeah. very, it's kind of what I think anybody who loves history wishes would happen to them, honestly. Yeah. It's like yeah. today, but you really want to get sucked into the past and then meet that handsome, hunky knight in shining armor. It actually mm -hmm. happens in Jody Headland's books, just spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely a hunk, some hunky heroes going on there. <laughs> You know, that does leave that does leave you kind of twisted as a reader because you have this whole I've traveled from the past and now I'm stuck oh, I'm traveled from the present and now I'm stuck in the past and I'm falling in love do I stay mm -hmm. do I go that's so much fun right it's the fun tension of time travel yes right there's all of the other elements that come from plotting you know the character issues the mm -hmm. plot issues you know the the daring deeds of you know the knights 
fighting and, you know, the women um, trying to, I don't know, survive in this past yep. era. But then you also have that added tension of what's going to happen with her being in the past and how is she going to end up with the love of her life? Right. If she, you know, how is she going to stay? How is this going to work out? So it, it does add another element of conflict and tension for sure. It does. It does. Mm -hmm. But I have to say, you know, I, I read pretty much every Jody Headland book that comes out. Although I will say there's a couple on my to be read pile just because, you know, those things are the size of Mount Everest. But I can't really pick which genre of yours is my favorite because, like, your historical romances are classic. But then you actually kind of started out with books that were based off of actual people. Oh, yeah, right. And so while that's probably technically considered historical romance, you know, those to me were the original Jody Headland books. And then we, now we've got time travel. And then you do YA too. Oh, yeah, right, right. Remember? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do remember. I just spent a month of my life editing <laughs> these YA books. Um, yeah, I, I ventured into YA about the time that my two oldest daughters were kind of going into high school. And I was struggling to find like YA that had worldview, a rom especially romance with worldviews that I felt comfortable giving them. Mm -hmm. And so I, I thought, you know what? I'm going to write something that I think is, you know, a good romance, but it's, it's clean. It's, you know, it's, it's full of adventure that they love in, in their other books. Mm -hmm. So that's sort of what got me started in it <clears throat> and again because I love the middle ages I chose like the middle ages fairy tale fantasy kind of uh feel and so my very first series with that was published with Zondervan which was a really really good um experience um they do really well with their children's books and their young adult books and you know and really gave the series a great boost but um, I was interested in continuing on writing about this fairy tale fantasy kind of world that I was creating. And they, they were sort of wanting me to go a little bit of a different direction. Yeah. And so uh, I just decided, you know what, I'm just gonna do this. This was right when indie publishing was starting to come of age. And I thought, you know what, I really wanna do this. Um, I had done a, a couple of books uh, carry on a series, but I thought I really want to just start a series. I want to write a series and publish the whole thing myself. And so that's now been something I've done independently are my YA books. I really enjoy it. I've gotten the hang of it um, on, you know, the whole process. And um, so this current series that I'm working on is now my longest one yet and it's six books. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. and I have a virtual assistant who helps me. I have two different editors that I use. And then I also have a, a wonderful cover designer, Rosanna White does my covers. And so I feel like the whole package is there. A lot of readers probably don't even realize that they're indie published. You know what I mean? Cause they're very, very similar in to the first one, the first series. And, but 
it's been fun. Yeah, I really, I really have enjoyed writing the YA books. Um, the they're for adults though too. I just want to yeah, throw that out there. For sure, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, those are good books too. <laughs> yeah, really have the books is like bowed in the middle. It's like shaggy. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I I have gotten to the point where, uh, you know, now that my kids are older and I was talking with you a little bit about, you know, just I'm on the tail end of having one child home for she's being homeschooled, but she's also taking college classes. So I don't, I can work full time now, you know, like I have a full-time job as an author. And so I'm, I have been able to gradually increase my output mm -hmm. of how many books a year I release. And so, um, I love it. I, 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 this year, um, I think that I'll end up having maybe six or seven books released. So it's kind of crazy, but it's exciting though. Are you enjoying today's broadcast with our featured author? You can find out more about them and other authors from Baker Publishing Group at bakerbookhouse.com. Use code MADLIT40 for 40% off any one Baker Publishing Group title at bakerbookhouse.com. This also includes Ravel and Bethany House Publishing. Go over fast. It's MADLIT40. That's your magic code for 40% off any one Baker Publishing Group title. When you look at your writing career, what do you think... I guess, I guess I would say when you look at your writing career, how do you see God's hand moving in your career? Because there's a lot of readers who want to be writers. Um, and there's a lot of people who want to be writers who never actually get to do that, you know? Um, so what would you say to somebody who's wanting to get into that world, wanting to write, looking for God's leading, looking for his hand? How, how's, how has that impacted you? Yeah, well... I think it's important to be sensitive to where God has you and what part of life you're in. I, when I, when I was first starting to write, well, I've always written, you know, like most writers uh, have been writing my whole life. But when I really first started getting serious about it was around the time I was in college and didn't have a natural degree that I could pursue that would involve the writing. But um, I was really, I was studying it. I was writing. When I first started having my children, I was still writing. And I had was getting very close to being publi published, I, I feel. <laughs> I'd gotten some interest from a publisher at that point. And um, it didn't work out. But when I look back in hindsight, I can see that God's hand was really in all of that because I had a two-year-old and I had twin babies. <laughs> and so I feel like he closed the door on my writing. And at that time too, I was veering off a little bit uh, away from, um, I, I wanna say, I was, I was veering off in my writing and making changes to my manuscripts that these publishers were asking me to make that weren't necessarily good changes. Okay. Yep. Yeah. And so I feel like God closed the door and I spent the next seven years not writing a single word. Mm. I took a, a long break and I focused on just 
my family. My kids were all young. I enjoy, I, we, we had moved. I was just, just getting settled and making friends and just really enjoyed that period of my life with, with babies. And I feel like as, as writers, sometimes we cling so hard to our, our, our desires for publication and success that we're unwilling to let go. And that was a period for me of letting go. And then as I was homeschooling my children and really starting to learn a lot more history, I realized, wow, I love this, right? And I loved learning right alongside of them. And it was at that point that I felt God saying to me that because I was studying some real people from history, as you mentioned, some of those people that women who were forgotten, but I wanted to tell their stories. I was just really fascinated by it. And I felt God saying, go ahead. The time is right. And so it was around the time I had my youngest daughter. She's my fifth and she was just a baby. And so I was in the midst. I still had a really busy household and, but I felt that it was time. Like I felt God's blessing upon me being able to start up again. And, but I did it in such a way that it was mainly around their schedule, basically at that point. Yeah. I wrote, I mean, like I probably started off writing like 300 words a day, you know, it was a very, very small amount, but what I did is I disciplined myself to do that 300 words a day. And then eventually I moved to 500 words a day. And eventually I finished a book, you know, like, because I made myself, I persevered and I did it every day. You know, like I had to, there were some days it was a lot harder than others to get that 300 or 500 words in, but I did it. Mm -hmm. And because I'd already had all of this previous writing experience and I'd written numerous novels and completed them. And this wasn't necessarily my first book I'd ever written. Right. Right. And so uh, at that point, um, I, I felt like I wanted to be sensitive still to my children and my family. And so writing really was just part-time for me for quite a few years. I homeschooled like you're doing and, and kept, you know, odd hours, writing hours and squeezed it in wherever. But the thing that it taught me, homeschooling taught me was that my life doesn't have to be perfect to write, to sit Mm -hmm. down and write. Yeah. Yeah. I had to just take advantage of the 10 minutes or 30 minutes or an hour or here and there, wherever I could find time. And, and the distractions were numerous, you know, like kids coming in and out, pets Mm -hmm. puking on the floor, (laughs) dogs eating socks. Right. Not necessarily getting the silence that you need. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But again, I gave myself doable goals, like 700 words a day or 800, you know, every book I upped the count of how many words I challenged myself to do sort of like when you're lifting weights and you continue to add more and more weights and you work your muscles. And that's how I view writing as working your brain muscles. And so just adding a little bit more every day until eventually 
you know, my kids were getting older and, and, uh, you know, I was able to do more. And so all along, I guess, to answer your question, Jamie, is that I feel like it got, I have been really wanting to please the Lord in my whole writing career. And I think there's a balance between knowing what he's calling you to and, and what he wants you to do at each stage of your life but then also just taking those practical steps to make it work at each stage. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, even while you're, you're talking, I hear my family outside the, the door. <laughs> and it's, I keep yeah. it mute, but it's one of those things where it's like, you do, you learn to write, you learn to do the things that you love in between your schedules, but, and the, the caveat is the, but in the Lord's timing mm-hmm. and as he opens those doors. And, and so I think that's a great right. reminder for those mm-hmm. of us who want to to write and pursue writing or whatever dream we have that we're doing mm-hmm. it in submission to the Lord and trust that if he closes the door, there's a really, really good reason for it. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Yeah, that's that's great. So readers who want to follow you, who want to get to know you more, want to find out about all these amazing books that are breaking my bookshelves, <laughs> where do they go to find out about Jody Headland? Well, the best place to connect is currently in my Facebook reader room so if you look up Jody Hudlin reader room you can connect there yeah I I know a lot of authors have gone to Facebook groups because it's just a nice place where everyone can can chat and you can stay up to date on the latest book news and it's just a good place to stay informed and you know if you want to reach out and talk to me I respond to all of the the comments or, you know, any post in the group, I always make, try and make a point of responding to, but also my email on my contact box on my website's an easy way. I respond to reader emails too. So find me at jodyhedlund.com. jodyhedlund.com. That's great. And I think Mm -hmm. there'll be a lot of readers that do. And thank you so much for being part of the podcast today and, and sharing with us, not just your writing journey, but also how the Lord's worked in your life, because it's always encouraging to hear. And it's um, hopefully encouraging to new writers that it's not a quick journey. It's a, it's a, it's a marathon. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thanks, Jamie. Thanks, Jody. You have a wonderful day. You too. Thank you for listening to Madlit Musings. You can find out more information about Madlit and all that it has to offer at madlitmentoring.com. That's madlitmentoring.com. Or check out more about Jamie Jo Wright at jamiewrightbooks.com.